Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I am Chris, your other friendly host. And thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you. This is today's business. So, look, St Kilda, very hot topic. Uh, they got the round 14 buy, which is horrid. Um, but before we get into that, Chris, we should probably tell them about our Twitter and our Supercoach handle. Yeah, sure. Our Twitter is at SC Insider, under- sorry, at S- SC underscore Insider underscore. Don't forget those underscores. And uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. So, St. Kilda, round 14 <laughs> buy. It is a horrible buy. I mean, they share it with Geelong, Fremantle, Adelaide, Richmond. You know, most of your premiums actually sit and live in the round 14 buy. Yeah, it's not so bad. Um, like, you shouldn't really take into consideration your rookies. I don't think that's going to no. really impact it, but... Um, you would be a rook to think about your rookies. Yeah, it's it's more your starting squads. And for that reason, Saints become less relevant because you've got to pick someone over a Dusty or over a Laird or over someone else. Um, and that makes yeah, it mid- really Midfield, difficult. I wouldn't be touching any St. Kilda midfielder, particularly in standard. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of juicy draft options, though, for St. Kilda this year. So Oh, there is. Yeah. Very much so. Draft, it is like a, a wonderland. So... Um, but, you know, as far as the forward line, yes, you can have a forward line, but just do take in mind, you know, they do share it with Sydney. So for those looking at Billings, you're going to have a Heaney possibly clashing there. Yep. Uh, and even like a Robertson clashing with a or Lamb or something like that. So, so yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, let's forget Lambert. That was nah, nice. Lambert's going to happen, That was guys. yesterday. So, if um, you didn't get yesterday's podcast, Lambert's, Lambert's on the cards. Let's do it. Mate, Lam- <laughs> Lambert's out for slaughter. He's he's done. <laughs> he is out for slaughter. Look, uh, okay. So let's Pun look at their draft. One. <laughs> let's look at their draft uh, difficulty. So for the season ahead, uh, they start against Brisbane at home, and then North Melbourne also at Etihad Stadium, which I think is probably two of the best games you can start with. Yeah. Uh, so realistically speaking, and they love if, playing at Etihad too, and they love it. So yeah, if they're on song. Um, they do have a few hard games after that, um, but then they verse Fremantle, Collingwood, uh, and then they'll also verse the Eagles and the Suns before they're by. So they do have some pretty good games in there. Mm-hmm. The problem is they actually have to verse Fremantle away and West Coast away and yeah. the Suns away. Oh, some, some but big they'll verse, there. Yeah, they'll verse some harder teams like GWS and Sydney at Etihad, which does give them some bonus. But that looks like a lot of travel around that point. So yeah. I'm kind of a bit conflicted. They're easy teams. I should, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but they're easier as far as draw goes. Um, so I think they could get off to a flyer. I think with the Fremantle and West Coast and the Suns, they should be winning those games, even though they're away from home. Um, so especially with that, coming into just before their bye, it's the three rounds before they versus Eagles and Suns. So they could actually get off A to a starter with the Lions and North and then B, inflate in price just before you want to get them yeah um which makes me kind of inclined to sort of pick them uh, but i'm still sort of up for debate at the moment look i think there's only really a couple that you need to worry about anyway in standard um yeah you, i mean i think everyone's got billings on their mind it's probably one of them um i think that outside of that the only other like real smoky player that you may want to look at is someone like a luke dunson or a dylan roberton those are probably the only real standard relevancy players um, and it's really tough to pick those two. Um, Billings, I think. You, Billings got, is probably the main worth. one, I think. Yeah, I think Robertson had a lot of value until he sort of dropped it at the end of last well, year. The problem with the, they, they, they played Robertson in that role because they had another, no other option. Um, their rebounding defenders went down, um, and he was just the, he, he's the next best of the bunch. 
Um, I actually really rate Robertson as a rebound defender, but he's not going to be playing that role forever. He's more of your lockdown defender, and that's what they want him to do. Well, I'm wondering with that role, because he's... Anyway, we'll get into that. His points turned absolutely horrible once Savage started sort of dominating. Yep. Um, okay, so let's get into the guns. We'll go with number one. We'll go Seb Ross. Yep. Uh, 555K, averaged 101. Yep. Um, he had a horrible first game. I know Chris wanted to trade him off. Uh, uh, well, actually, actually I should I have was... taken that offer. <laughs> I wanted to try. I was trying to trade him for Patrick Cripps last year oh, that's after horrible. his round one. I was like, does anyone want this guy? <laughs> uh, uh, so look, he won thirty disposals in fourteen of his twenty-two games, but he rarely impacts the scoreboards. I mean, yeah. he's only kicked seven goals from his last fifty matches. So if he can, you know, lift his game. Yeah, and maybe his defensive capability to see that yeah. uh, ridiculous. Uh, I think it was against the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium, where they they lost with ten seconds on the clock and the, on the half forward line. No, no, uh, Port Adelaide. That was, was Robbie. Adelaide. Yeah, it was um, Ryder tapping to Robbie oh, Gray, who and, slotted and it. Got Seb Ross just being like, "Where'd who go?" <laughs> it was fantastic. That was a, a uh, but it's top wet. Gun but it's wet. To <laughs> <laughs> so um, get some kind of extra pay. Yeah. No. What look, I, I mean, he was actually quite fairly consistent last year, but I, I don't think he really has a huge top end. I don't think he's ever going to be your one ten. Averaging midfielder. So for me, uh, is draft value, yes. Yes, draft and for standard, it's a no from me. Yep, it's a no yep. from me. 1.3 in teams, though, for standard. So, you know, go figure. It's a nice little uh, unique. Billings, 1.6% of teams at the moment, which I think is actually really? not a bad stat. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, 16. 16. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> the festival's in the wrong spot. 16.3. That is incorrect. <laughs> 16.3% of sites. You know, a million dollars isn't actually that much these days. Yeah, it's actually $100,000. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, Billings, uh, 509K, averaged uh, 92.7. Uh, as we said in the Podspectus podcast, uh, he's a horrible set shot at goal and uh, when kicking a goal from general play, like the worst out of the top 110 goal mm-hmm. kickers. Yep. That being said, he's been working on his kicking routine. So let's see how that works for him. He, I think I saw him slot one from the intra-club game, but he could have had 10 shots for all I know yeah. from the footage they showed me. I think um, that, like, look, yeah. Billings is a, is a polished player. And, um, look, there's this big thing. He's going to get more midfield time. Um, he had three center clearances the entire year last year and 29 um, clearances outside of the, outside of the center. I'm not entirely sure he's the guy that's going to get more points from getting more mid-time. So I think his only real way of moving forward with his career is to slot those goals. He needs to be the guy that they look to to get on the lead uh, and kick your goals, get your impact back, and then his average would increase. I mean, if he just kick 10 more goals or 15 yeah. more goals, his average would go up exponentially. Yeah, he would have definitely a lot more potential. Yeah. Um, and if he just spends more time in the midfield, Chris, he could do a little bit more seagulling. Yeah, well, yeah, that, he could go behind. Uh, get on Skype, Lucky Hunter, another shout-out, mate. <laughs> I think that he could just, <laughs> the just have a chat to the ultimate and just see if you can seagull. I can't wait till we get to the Western Bulldogs podcast. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. The poor guy will be so worn down. It'll be like a nub. <laughs> from He's all already the giving us a one-star review. So. I know. <laughs> Um, no, so, so I, I'm not sold on his ability to impact if he does get more mid-time. And even then, it's been tabbed to be 50-50. It's not like he's going to be doing a ridiculous amount of midfield time. I think, yeah, Heaney's got a better percentage for midfield and he gets a little more contested possessions. And he's a beast. Yeah, but I mean, I do, I actually quite like Billings this year. So, I mean, look, he, he averaged 1.1 goals a game. Uh, 1.6 behind a game, which is probably not the best part about it. But he averaged 109 over his last five games. Um, so he said to himself, uh, not said to himself, he said to the media, look, he probably spent more time in the forward last year, but he's aiming to be 50-50. Uh, so, but 
we spoke about this earlier, even though he has a horrible kick at goal, he still has a 70.7 disposal efficiency, which, which is, is not, not bad at not all. Not bad at all. Considering that an ineffective disposal would be included in that kick at goal, which goes for a behind. So, um, yeah, I think that he definitely has scope to improve, but I don't think it's because of the midfield time. I think it's because of his uh, more impact yep. going forward. One person that hasn't been really picked is Dylan Robertson. He's yep. 509k, so he's definitely up there in price. He averaged 92.6 for the year. He's only owned by 3.25% of teams. Yeah, but it's his role, and it's probably going to change. Yeah. They're it's, forced it's, into it, and we, if they use Shane Savage as that outlet. Well, I think Savage is the problem, to be honest. I might just have to break his legs because he <laughs> – I say that in jest. That was Savage. <laughs> oh, pun yes. number two. That was so good. Sorry. With I, the assist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> look. Rimu keeps it alive. <laughs> Your mum's gone out with squeak. <laughs> yes, uh, look, 106.4 Robertson average in his first nine rounds. He was on fire. Yeah. And I was loving it. I mean, I picked him up off like, you know, bottom basement average and yeah, he was and on a fly. Look, two years ago, he did the same thing. When he had that role, he actually averaged really well. I think it was on the back draft. end of the yeah. year in that year. Yeah. I had him and he was fantastic. Then the year, the year after, so this would have been, what, 2015? Yeah. Uh, so 2016, um, he went back to that lockdown, shut down defender role. Average, I think it was something in the 70s. It was completely irrelevant. And then last year, completely flipped that around again. So Yeah, but the back end of the year. So we started off on fire, 106.4, first nine games. Averaged 83 from his last 13 games, yeah. and I felt robbed. Yep, yeah. you would. <laughs> it's because his name's Robertson. <laughs> Robbed by yeah, the Robertson. So much, so much, so much pun. Uh, look, so uh, next well, person. You know how many times in this podcast we can bring up Jack B. Nimble Jack? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. There is a lot of Jacks. Except not many of them are. No, no, they're, they're not nimble or quick. No. Uh, uh, so anyway. The next one, uh, Jack Steven, 598K. Two first names. Don't trust him. That's that's fair. That's my point. Yes. Yeah, don't trust a person with two first names. It's <laughs> true. Uh, look, he was carrying some issues last year. Richo came out uh, through through the week. Yep, uh, um, through some the of coach, the ask the coach. It's a great little. Um, if, if you do want to have a little bit of info about a team, um, check out afl.com.au. They have asked the coach going at the moment, and there's a series on. I think they've gone through St Kilda, Collingwood. Yep. Uh, Frio. So different teams. They've and, gone through a few. Um, yeah. But look, Richo backs him to return to his best. Um, so he's but apparently definitely said that he well, was training. Yeah, last he year, was right? carrying injuries last yeah. year, and apparently he's training the house down. So look, and obviously he has more support now in the mid than he should. Uh, I don't think that'll affect him. I think it probably will help him as far as attention goes. I think it affects more of your Armitage yeah. types, um, considering how deep they do bat in the midfield well, now. Someone that might be relevant this year is Armitage. I, I, we've got it down there, so we'll wait a little bit. But yeah, yeah, wait, <laughs> wait your turn, Chris. So I like far. to, I like to jump the gun. Right. Uh, but look. Uh, you look at uh, Jack Stevens. So, I mean, he did average 104.3 in 2015, 103 in 2016, and then dropped to 90.7. Yeah, he, um, he's he got a, he's got a tendency to go a, a real downhill skier and average, uh, get oh, know, yeah. 160s, 170s against real low teams. Low lows? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he, but he, he goes, dropped that out of his game last year. He so. peaks. He does. He goes, he has some really large games. He gets tagged and has some absolutely like abysmal games as well. But I see him definitely value for draft. I think he should be able to get over that 100 plus at least. Uh, plenty of upside there. So don't be afraid to pick him earlier than the 90 average. Yeah, I mean, do you think he can really hit that 105 again or are you just you just completely writing him off? No, I think he can get up to that 103 at least. I think there's a lot of value there, particularly for draft. Yep. One person who I do think has a lot of value, he's almost in my breakout contender, yep. uh, Jack Steele. 
simply because he came from GWS. I think he had some injuries like ankle or foot or something. He was just horrible. Didn't get on the track early. Um, came in, had some good games, but then got dropped because he wasn't doing enough defensively, I think, or something along those lines. But he has had a comprehensive summer on the track. So he's made significant inroads due to being able to actually be doing a preseason, which is a great start. And this was only reported about two days ago on February 8th. So obviously a bit later by the time you hear this. Uh, But he's, according to Richo, he's getting to more contests. He's more dynamic on the spread. And there's a significant difference to last year. Well, that's good. I mean... I was impressed with his tackle numbers last year. Oh, I mean, huge he was tackle. Just, he was just going crazy. He's ragdolling them. Yeah, and uh, he's definitely a midfielder that complements their list. Uh, he spent a little bit too much time forward for me last year, so I'm hoping he gets a little bit more mid-time, but his back end was insane. Well, he's a mid-only, though, so he must have spent at least a good portion on the midfield. Yeah, I know. And, and but, but, So most of all, he did, never started at the centre at clearances and things like that. He didn't have much uh, Im- influence uh, through the middle. Um, and then he'd swing forward, come back around. I, I, I think that he's definitely a midfielder. He loves to handle a lot more than he kicks, unfortunately, as well, which does impact his scores. Yeah, I think his price point is a bit awkward. Uh, he's yeah. 500k, so good for draft. Like, I'm really keen on him in draft. His last four but- games went 137, 75, 109, 110. He's got the scope to be that player. At the same time, at that, pri- at that price point, I'm more looking at a Crips or a Rocky. But yeah. For draft, definitely keen. I think he could go up. Um, I think he could break out. He could I just, break out. I, 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 would, I would have a watch on him, but I don't think you can select him for the same reason that you, you, you trip, uh, Crips has got a better buy. He's got the round 12 buy, like, and he's you know $20,000 more. Um, the players around him are just better options and, and better possible like, breakouts. Yeah, I mean, I 30 grand will get you a Rockcliffe instead of that. Yeah, you know, he's got. If he breaks out, there's a 120 average. So to me, his breakout's probably just not quite there. At at best, he's a stepping stone. Agreed. Cool. I do like him in draft. Uh, all right. So Kobe Stevens, a mid pricer. Talk about hovering around and not like doing anything. You know, he <laughs> he he he's been good without dominating. I he had him injury up early in draft. Yeah. I picked him up you actually did. on the in the draft, thinking he was going to have a breakout. He got injured in the preseason. Didn't come into the games until very late. Yeah, and he was yeah. injured in 2017. He's a mid only as well, which kind of hurts him. He's 435k. Um, for me, it's kind of a no go. I know he, he. I think you know the reports are saying that he you know, he's doing pretty well and he's not sort of you know limited by those injuries. But um, yeah, for me, I'd just leave him alone. Yeah, um, I'm possibly considering him if he's a uh, a bench option. Yeah, in but draft. that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Well, good for specifying because nah, I'll just, cause I'll just like, have a 400k on my on my bench. Yeah, <laughs> well, you never know. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> I also like to live. That's a second Austin Powers reference we've made yeah. in this podcast. There you go. You're welcome, your audience. Smoking a pancake. <laughs> um, so David Armitage, 310k. Yeah, uh, he's done pretty much every preseason session so far, uh, which was reported at the end of January. So he's feeling good. Uh, his hips are feeling really good. They're holding up well, so he feels rejuvenated. Uh, they don't expect him to play a full-time mid-roll like he did a couple of years ago. Richo highlighted how many players can now run through there. So I think Armitage will they be playing multiple roles. They want him to be pushing roles. forward, yeah. um, which is odd. Have, ever, have we ever seen Armitage push forward? I think that's going to be a little bit strange. Um, but he's 310K, so you can afford to take a pun on him. I don't think he's going to be one that I'll start with, but, I mean, if you're looking at Jaeger, have a look at Yarmitage. Yep. You know? And if you're looking at Griffin, look elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think we're in the, both of the same Maybe consensus. Maybe it was Griffin. You, your career's done. One star. 
<laughs> That's probably true. Or uh, the longest yard, half a star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, half a star. <laughs> Um, Do you want to have a maniacal pillow fight later? <laughs> Half a stir. <laughs> All right, so breakout. The man I rate as a breakout this year is Luke Dunstan. Yep. I know a few people have. He is awkwardly priced. I mean, he's 485K. He has an elite kick rating, though, only behind Pendlebury, which I find fascinating. That's he's amazing. And he's, he's, I mean, he's a tall guy, you know. Um, I think that, look, I really like Luke Dunstan. His body's let him down consistently, though. He's never played a full season. Even last year, only played 16 games um, and broke down an injury three times on three separate occasions. So, I'm eh, on so him. by breakout, I mean his body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think a full he break. Could, like if, you know, if his no, body was right. I mean, his last six games of the year, 86, 140, 95, 88, 119, 106. Yeah. So, his last five rounds at an average of 109.6. Uh, and he averaged 95 from his last 11 rounds. So, yeah. I mean, it's a lot better than his average suggests. Um, I don't know what his average is there, but, you know, he basically... 88.2. 88.2. So, for draft, at least there's some value oh, there. You can pick him up. Yeah. So you can yeah. pick him up instead of 88. You can pick him up like a 90, like low 90, 95. Yeah, 90, I don't yeah. Even 92. Yeah, 92, you get, you get him. There's a lot of people And he'll get there. you a 95, possibly push him in that 100 barrier. But, yeah, good value there. I do like him. For that, I picked him up for free. I reckon he could definitely Again. go about that 100 barrier, um, whether it's that 105, 110 barrier. I don't know. I, I, I'll have to see and wait wait and see, and uh, if his body can hold up, that will be the biggest challenge for him. So the other person I actually rate for a breakout is Blake Akers. Yep. Um, you know, so he runs a lot. He's on the wing and half forward. He can just run for miles or for Akers. <laughs> uh, he's <laughs> 412K. And, uh, look, he split his time between that wing and the half forward. So, Richo's really big on him, right? So, Richo, big on him. He said there's, uh, he has the potential to be one of the comp's most improved mids in 2018. And that's coming from the coach himself. Yep. I mean, coaches don't lie, particularly in Melbourne. They're and not out like in West Coast there and Fremantle. That's <laughs> don't trust the, it's not Ross Lyon. Don't trust Ross. <laughs> he'll tell you whatever you want to hear and then he'll screw you over. <laughs> or, or play play Walters as a uh, as a midfielder in the intra-club, but no, not in the real season. No, not in the real season because I am Ross Lyon. <laughs> yeah. uh, but look, he's enjoyed his best summer of training. It's his fifth season. He's improved his running. He's improved his strength. He's improved his disposal efficiency and his focus. And that's all coming from his coach. Like in the write-up, that's a big rap on yeah. this guy. So Blake Akers, one to watch. He's been working on it, and he's been able to hit the harder kicks. I mean, so, this is a guy that's 190 centimetres and uh, 90 kilos. Yeah, as a and they want him to be more aggressive yeah. in the kicks, you know, take it he's on and hit targets. Beast. Yep. Yep, so he, he's definitely one to watch. For me, he's very big in draft. I think he's I think he's hovered around that 74, 75 average for the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, literally which, held steady over at 75 for the yep. last two years. And so. I think he could break up and be – he's a forward mid option. He's very good for a draft option. He should, I think, average 85-plus. He could even surprise us and go a little bit further. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, thank you, Chris. You're welcome. It's not often you agree with me on these what things. What can I say except you're welcome? You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay, not super coach relevant. I have Jackie Nunes. Oh, dude, this guy turns the ball over like it's going out of fashion. I think he's if one of the worst. If you want to lose the ball, if you want to lose the ball, give it to Jack Nunes. He'll he'll sort you out, mate. Yep, he will lose it. Not only will he turn it. it over, he will also cost you 465k. <laughs> so not relevant. He, he for me. does one thing that Jack does that I've I've taken a lot of notes out of Jack because I've had him in a draft team a few years. Um, he does get the pill a lot, but he just constantly turns it over. I just he he would need to improve his disposal efficiency out of this world to be super coach relevant. That that's all it is at the end of the day. 
Yep. So if he doesn't move to Mars, do not pick him. No. <laughs> uh, Josh Bruce is no one. I don't think is relevant. I think he's just kind of hovered around the mark. Even mm. for even for drafts, just no go. Don't even bother. No. He key forward or he thinks he is anyway. So just leave him <laughs> alone. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're better off watching Bruce Almighty than Josh Bruce, I think. Um, look, Jake Carlisle, I think. Um, you Never know, been an option. I mean, he, no. had like, he had like two fantastic games for Essendon one year, and then it was like, oh, Carlisle is going to be fantastic. Look, he holds, no, his, he's, he holds his role down well, but I think he's a better tradie than he is a better supercoach player. Yes, that's also true. So that's what he did in his off year. Let's just hop on <laughs> hop on the tools. Nah. <laughs> the, a tool on the tools. Uh, he's the guy that uh, was – didn't he have a video of him on Snapchat? Yeah. He sent to like everyone of him just doing lines? Yep. Oh, God. That's yeah, the epitome he, of stupid. He got oh. it from the Benel like playbook. Yeah, it's the highlight reel. Yeah, the Benel playbook. <laughs> Number uh, step one: uh, go out when you train the next morning. <laughs> step two: do lines. Uh, all right. So another person, uh, two people actually. I don't think are super coach relevant. I do not think Longer and Hickey are super coach relevant. Nah, neither of them are. And they, they probably will never. Tell be you there. why. Both of them: a) they have horrible games and they're not very consistent. Two, they're both competing for the same role, so they could switch at any moment. I and mean, they're, they're both number one rucks. They're not. Yeah, they're correct. Not ruck they're forwards. not very good. Correct. Yeah. So you put that together, and they're just not relevant. I wouldn't be picking either of them. Maybe in draft, I'd put one of them on my bench or something if you're really struggling. Uh, at the moment, they're, they're going to come from the waiver. Yeah, for sure. and Hickey Hickey's apparently leading long at the moment, which last year was the other way around. Yeah, Long is um, coming back from injuries, but so is yeah, Hickey. Yeah, so Hickey, Hickey had a shoulder on. injury, but he's yeah. further ahead, and Long has got a back injury, so they reckon yeah. Hickey's ahead at the moment. But Long is a better tap ruckman, so I wouldn't be picking either of them anywhere, to be honest. Nope, no way. Not relevant. Uh, rookies, very interesting rookies for St Kilda. I am very excited Yeah, with these rookies. They do have some interesting options, and, and you're going to have at least one of them in your team for sure. Yes. So the first one, Nathan Freeman. If he was, oh a, yeah, if he was 123k cheaper, he'd be free, man. I remember that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, you wrote that down. <laughs> no, for I didn't. No. <laughs> Dude, that, that was good. Thank that you. was pretty good. Just sort of that way. Um, look, I remember watching his uh, JLT uh, performance where he snapped his hammy and started a long series of soft soft tissue injuries. Um, unfortunately, he's well, he's coming back, which is good. Yes, but um, we had 13 VFL games last year. He's actually changed the way that he runs. So one of the things that he did was change his gait because that was the problem that was causing him to snap hammies. Right. So um, because uh, he's quick. So he's closed the gate or he's opened the gate? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, he's free man. Yes. So he's right. open the gate. Open the gate <laughs> and let it run free. <laughs> um, but look, he is actually a jet. He's quick. He's lightning quick. Right. Um, and he's also a bull, so he can collect it inside and spread outside. He was likened to Dangerfield when he was drafted. So uh, Spread outside. Um, <laughs> uh, today's podcast brought to you by Bonds, helping you close the gate. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but look, um, his VFL stats there, he had 13 VFL games uh, last year, um, had a five-game purple patch averaging 29 disposals, including 15 contested, six clearances and six tackles. So he's got that inside game, but he can spread. Oh, oh! He can spread. So, <laughs> like, if he gets on the park and he stays on the park, his price should he's go lock. up. Yeah. At that point, if he's yep. named round one, which he's mooted to, yep. And even Richo and said he's that doing he's, well, yeah. You know, if things can keep going, um, he's a possibility for round one. Um, he might be a downgrade target later in the year, but just keep him in mind because he is one that could yep. break out. Let them play. Let, Let them, them play. play. I think I've had him in my side based on the potential, and it was more of a bank some money on the sideline and then wait for the C. But I've yep. been impressed. He's, he looks like he's going to play. So uh, the next one, Hugh Goddard, just keep an eye out. He's yep. 123K, had uh, riddled, injury. Oh, riddled for the last couple of years, but he did 
uh, do pretty well in his first year. So if he comes back, he could be one to watch. Yep. Uh, he could also be one to free up a Robertson. Yep. Uh, he's more of a and lockdown And he's probably the sure. better of the two Goddards at this point anyway, so... <laughs> one yeah, star. even though he's cheaper one <laughs> yeah, star yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh poor Goddard <laughs> sorry coming to an end of his That's... career and he has to put up with this nonsense <laughs> yeah right right he's definitely at the end shoe Goddard <laughs> um, now Could one that... be the more attractive one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one that I know that you're really keen on is Bailey Rice so tell I us am, a bit about him I am very keen on him not for any particular reason to be honest <laughs> but look he's 123k uh, more so he was named emergency twice last year he's a general defender uh, so he's cheap. He has a kicking efficiency of 70.5. That's good. For uh, and he's not to mention, age. he's also, he's 88 kilos and he's 184 centimeters. Oh, wow. So he's a, he's a good size. Medium tier defender. Yeah. And so I think he was close last year. I think Montagna leaves Bailey Rice from everything I've sort of read and just a, like gut feel. He was close last year. He is one. So I probably think a could do well. Target this year, or he. I think he might even start round one. To oh, be honest, okay. I'm, I'm I'm pretty big on him. If he's not, I'll be surprised. Do you think him? There's space for him and Hugh in the team. I, I think there's more space for him. I think. Oh, so you, well, it depends. Yeah. I think I think if Hugh takes the lockdown role, I think it frees up Robertson. If Robertson's playing a little bit more on and off, you know, being accountable but still trying to peel off, then I think you're looking at your Bailey Rice will then have that elite, elite and elite kick. So yep. he's a good kick of the football. And I think if there's one thing you need, it's guys that can kick the footy. Um, so, I look, I think either way, I think if Bailey Rice gets on, I think definitely. Definitely getting games this year, though, yep. for sure. Oh, I think he will, yep. definitely. Uh, there's room there, and if not, it'll be very upsetting. He's been in the system for enough time now. Yep. Uh, hospital ward, um, you're looking at Jack Nunes, actually had knee surgery before Christmas. Yep. Uh, back into full training around Feb 7. So he's starting to get back into Just it. Just don't even bother with him, though. Yeah. That's so, fair. Correct. Yep. You can find yourself a Nunes way. <laughs> uh, Kobe Stevens, he had end-of-season groin surgery, which he carried through last season, uh, but he's been training virtually uninhabited. Uh, inhibited. Inhabited. <laughs> he's, Google. He's Google not correct. pregnant. <laughs> right, yes. So basically, look, he's been training um, injury-free, feeling good since he returned around December 9th. So that's a good sign at least. Uh, Hickey, as we said, and Long are both having their own issues, and not all of those are injury related. <laughs> <laughs> There's one issue; they're both spuds. <laughs> yes, correct. How do you peel a spud? Um, <laughs> but look, that pretty much rounds out. So we got the draft round out now. I think, um, you know, I think Billings will probably be the highest one to go. To be honest, based on yeah, his he'll position. be one of the highest forwards right after Gray. Am I right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and two tequila shots. Um, yes. Look, so I think I think if you look at him, I think it'll be sort of that third to fourth round or fifth round even, yep. maybe third to fifth. Usually around that fourth round, you start getting guys around that sort of uh, low to mid 90s. So I think probably more fourth to fifth round seems more likely. I yep. think third round goes to the higher ones in the rucks. Um, yeah, and then I think your Rosses, that one or two average, they're probably more like that See, 50 I, mark or so. I would pick, I mean, this is just me, but I'd pick Steven before I pick Ross. Oh, I'm so, with you there. So uh, better upside. Other, other people and you can will get him, Ross. Yeah, and you can get him cheaper. So yeah. I'd be. I think you could get Stevens like really quite late, depending. Yeah. I think there'll be some people, particularly Saints fans, they'll be keen on him. They'll be watching him. But you could pick him up at like pick eighty to hundred without yep. much of a fuss. I think, and Definitely. there'll be plenty of upside there for you to make it worth your while. Someone I'm not picking will be Robertson, just because he's average fairly high over the year. Yeah, um, I'd be I'd, unsure. Roll. I would get him, him just because he did well for me last year. But at the same time, yeah, ninety average. 
92 average for a guy who only averaged like 80 in the back end of the year doesn't inspire me with a lot of confidence. I think I'd rather let him sort of pass and, you know, try my luck on like a Pittard. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't say Well, you that. get him dirt cheap. Don't say I like that. a bargain, dirt not, cheap. you got to go that Luke McDonald, bro. Oh, yeah, Luke McDonald. That's yep. where you got to go. Or the other one that you're keen on, Burton. Uh, Ryan Burton. Yep. He's also, yeah, he's a lock, Men- bro. Mental note. There you go. <laughs> Two guys to try and, you know, trip you over so yep. look that's it uh for st kilda football club i hope you Definitely. have enjoyed if you have any questions please do uh hit us up on facebook or on uh twitter, twitter. we are very responsive we're not one of those people that just leaves you hanging we're not like that girl that never yeah, we'll called follow you back. back bro yeah we'll follow back we're not that, that girl that didn't call you <laughs> back after you, you know, gave her the wrong number or something so um, oh, again he holds grudges you see i'm not joking oh, about that this. is a lie <laughs> that is a lie but look feel free to give us a rating if you have enjoyed the content so far yeah uh, please let's do. drown out that one star yeah <laughs> or if you're lucky whitfield i'm sorry and you can't rate me twice um but look yeah Feel free to give us any feedback, any comments. I hope you are enjoying it. If you are enjoying it, please let us know because you know we've had some really positive feedback so far, and it's really great, uh, warming to the heart. Honestly, oh, it is. This so, guy. Well, we we're doing something we love, and people are saying that they actually appreciate the content and the and the That's banter. True. So I think he's going to look like a bit of an idiot when he loses uh, this year's draft comp on the back of a number one pick, though, isn't he? Well, I don't care. <laughs> I'm having fun. Uh, (laughs) Look, anyway, thank you again for having us. That has been St. Kilda. And until next time. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye.